Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Uh-oh, bro. Recorded live. All right. Dunny, hotel. Assalamualaikum. Shalom alaikum. And all those beautiful words of peace. My name is Derek Jabril, and the name of the program is The Narrative. As you all uh, know, we have just switched over to a whole nother group here, so I'm just steady trying to fiddle around to figure out what's going on here here until I get uh, situated with we're trying to understand this switchboard here. We we have a show today to where it's a very timely show. It's a must it's a show that needs to be done. It is is a show to where we need to go very deep into. Name of this show today is The Spirit of Niggerliness is it killing our progress. Today I have two brothers that's gonna help to help in this discussion. His name is one brother name is Brother Said Truth. He's the host of KPFT radio program, The Constant Mindset. And I have another brother by the name of Brother Derek Muhammad, and he lives there in California. He's a performing comedian, actor, and a risk taker by moving there to California. How you brothers doing today? Peace and blessings, my brother. How you doing? Hey, I'm, I'm fine, awesome, sir. brother. I'm, I'm honored yeah. to be on your program, brother. Yes, sir, because that's Brother Derek that's talking, you all. We, we talk from time to time, um, especially when he moved to California. That's why that's why I said that he is a risk taker. <laughs> Cuz California is on fire. <laughs> <laughs> literally, literally. Literally. Yeah, it's on fire. I'm made from the sun though. So I'm I'm, I'm like the chick from Game of Thrones, the queen of the unburnt. Huh. <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. You you all know uh this this niggardliness as it is called. Okay. The the let's define what that word means. The word means reluctant to give or spend, stingy or miserly. I mean for thirty years I have been a member of the nation of Islam under the teachings of the Honorable Elijah Muhammad, under the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan's leadership. And I have witnessed the ebb and flow of movements throughout the years. I came in the nation during the time of the power program. When it was introduced, it was the people organized and working for economic rebirth. Minister Farrakhan toured this country in attempt to capture $1 billion that flowed in our community and out of our community by producing the clean and fresh power line. Okay, with all things, everything go wrong. In all things good, things would go wrong. Although the power products had a popular start, but somewhere along the way it lost its momentum. And 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 uh brothers, I believe 
that the devil was in the detail. And it came in the form of this spirit of niggardliness, a self-sabotaging and antagonistic spirit spirit that we call niggardliness. I want to hear you all views on this today. Uh, well, I'll go ahead and begin, man. This is uh, Cedric Keeler, uh, you know, uh, host of uh, Conscious Mindset, along with uh, Brother Evans and uh, Sister Keisha. And uh, basically, it's an honor to be on your show, man. This is a wonderful and profound and, and really needed topic. Uh, but before we talk about niggardly or uh, that concept, you know, you have to go into, you know, where that derives from, you know, the etymology of that word derives from nigger, you know, and and not, you know, the, the place in uh, – Africa, you know, that, that many of our brothers and sisters have uh, lived and experienced and even is written about in the King James Bible, uh, nigger, but we're talking about uh, the nigger that derived uh, from the uh, the Anglo-Saxon that created uh, with the two Gs uh, that basically uh, uh, denotates and, uh, and, and exemplifies someone who is devoid of culture and knowledge of self. It is a word of dehumanization and devaluing. And that word literally means someone who is in opposition of their well-being and their self-interest. Uh, and the, we know that as is commonly spoken in biology class and in the class of life, the first law of nature is self-preservation. But the nigger is antagonistic to his own self-preservation. So he's not going to support his community. He has no community. He has no ties and connections to the community. His goal and aspiration and success is leaving his community and going to another community. That will signify he's made it. He's a success. He's somebody. Jesse Jackson used to say, I may be poor. I may not have education, but I am somebody. And that, to me, personifies the essence of niggerism, is having to prove that you are somebody, having to say you are somebody. No other culture on the planet does that. They prove it with their actions, with their conscious and concerted effort and behavior, not with words, not with slogans, not with speeches, not with doctrines, but with dogmatic and pragmatic practice and implications that change their environment and reality. So I'll close by saying uh, that, you know, the, the, the things that are manifesting from our people, the activities, the actions, and the conscious behaviors are deriving from the fact that we are controlled by a nigger spirit and we view ourselves from a nigger lens, from the nigger paradigm, which is automatically, you know, worse than animal instinct because an animal's instinct is to do the first law of nature, which is self preservation but the african here in america and uh throughout the diaspora is in opposition of his nature of his self that's why his woman walks around with weave that's why brothers cut off their <laughs> hair and do all manner of evil and filth to their image because they hate themselves they hate who they are because they've been trained that what they are is nobody that's why they're striving to be somebody and who that somebody is is a european <laughs> That's exactly right. <laughs> what about you, brother Derek? You know what the brother said a mouthful, and, and I'm I'm a piggyback on what he said. But as a Muslim, we are taught also to know the cause and effect of a thing, and what that brother just said was the effect of a thing. The cause of a thing was white supremacy taking people 
who were who had knowledge of self and stripping them over a 64 year period of time that is missing in history because it took 64 years to produce a slave to make a slave you can't make a person who have knowledge of themselves a slave because they're going to always be trying to break free they will rise up and kill you but when you take a person and you strip them of their name language history culture their god and you keep them mentally shackled. But there was a process. That Willie Lynch thing, I heard somebody tell me, well, that was a falsehood. Okay, but the effect is real. That was a process on how they made a slave. They pitted one against another. But on top of that, when they brought the first slaves here in 1555 in Jamestown, they had them chained, and they allowed them to mate, and they studied them carefully. And then after they made it and they had the baby, they would take the baby when it was two years old from the parents, and they would kill the parents in front of the baby. And they would take a big black buck, and they would maybe even sodomize him or whip him or kill him outright and take the second one and whip him to damn near he was dead. So after a period of social engineering, that caused them to become a nigger. Therefore, mm-hmm. when you have a nigga, you don't got to control them. You just tell that nigga what to do, and then you pass that nigga mindset down to the children, mindset to the woman, because it stripped the woman's ability to lean on her man, thus le- making her to lean on the white man and become psychologically uh, independent. And the black man, when he was raised from his slave mother, she said, look, don't look them white folks in the face. I don't give a damn how big you are. you still subservient. And this goes on to this day. So that's why the teachers of Elijah Muhammad, where people may have a problem with Elijah Muhammad's philosophy and certain aspects of it, they have to bear witness because he pointed out the ill effects of what the white man did to us in the beginning, the cause that led to this effect we have right now of niggardliness. And the niggardliness is the enemy of progress. And that's all I got to say on that point. Yes, sir. I definitely Damn, that wasn't even that. no jokes involved. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. You know, um, in terms of economic progress, any black businessman or woman that have ever tried to serve our community through the selling of products and services, have dealt with this spirit of niggling. That comes up in the people. Many of you know exactly what I'm talking to that is listening to this program right now. It has been an ongoing struggle since the days of integration. Panelists, how has integration helped in shaping this spirit of niggling in the minds of our people? Anybody can take it. Can you hear me, my brother? Uh, yes, I can. Okay. I want to make sure I'm, I'm cogent and clear and clairvoyant in explaining uh, and really elaborating on that profound question because I think in this present paradigm that we're in, it's been most destructive because we've been so confused in the thinking that we've gotten integration. But the word integration denotates that all the pieces have come together to form one whole, and we've never done that. What we did was we assimilated. And go back to your earlier point, you talked about all the movements that you've seen. 
in actuality, uh, melanated people in this continent especially haven't had movements. What we've had is reactions. We've had reformations. We've desired to be a part of the dominant, or as my brother mentioned earlier, the white supremacist perspective and the white right. supremacist paradigm. And because of that, we've never been integrated because true integration is becoming whole with yourself, becoming whole with your brothers and sisters, those who have commonalities and common interests as you. And we've never done that because even during the civil rights movement that you mentioned earlier, you have to realize the hypocrisy of it because we were nonviolent and pacifist with our enemies. But inside the black communities, we had things called Saturday Night Specials, which was a 38 that was known to kill black and brown people and was known to harm and hurt and domestically commit violent acts against our women and our children. That was not condemned. That was not aborted. That was not loathed. That was done. That was practiced. And no one said a damn thing about it because we were more focused on assimilating and losing what little culture we did possess to fit in with the dominant and the predominant culture. So to respond to your question is to say, you know, we have been confused, we have been deluded, and as the brother said, you know, white supremacy is at the root of it, but our own disobedience to our nature, our culture, our creator is deriving and creating all of these diseases and dis-ease that we see in our community. I agree. I, I yes, disagree. Let, let me say something that quickly. Uh, because what I agree with, with what Brother was saying, Brother said just said about concerning movement. You know, and Brother Brother uh, Brother Muhammad, more than anything, knows this as well. Um, I remember the power the power product it, it, products back then. Power power was back in nineteen eighty what six eighty seven. And during that time, it was supposedly been an economic movement. But the problem is, is that power, just like all all of the started movements, as what as what we call movements, eventually died along the way. So, so we're still trying to move towards that what was supposed to have been called a movement. Because we still have not got there, and and, and power. Uh, let's see what we had the Million Man March. We had we have a lot of things sparked out the Million Man March. We had the Million Family March. Then we had the Million Moors Movement. Then now we have the what the Justice that not just uh, I think it was something a little bit before that. But but either way it goes, it seems that wherever we start, we never finish. We have all the blueprints from all that history, but we still have not realized our total power that we have as a people. Does that make sense? Yes, sir. You know, I'm going to piggyback on that and, and the integration part. We wanted to integrate with white people. Based on we wanted to be equal, but it was a trick. It's interesting. They said, okay, we'll let you go to the toilet with us, right? We'll let right. you eat at the restaurants with us. And as soon as they okayed that, we abandoned our own restaurants, our own banks, our own insurance companies. And the Honorable Elijah Muhammad said the integration was a trick. 
our people who push integration, th- this is what the devil did, or the white people, for example. They did not, it, it was two black powers. They had Elijah Muhammad, then they had the nonviolent movement. Well, they did not want all the black folks to come to Elijah Muhammad because if they did that, they would know, they knew he would have been a power. We had an economic program. We had our, we was going to set up our own schools and we was going to become a nation unto ourselves. We got to give these niggas something, they said. So let, let them go to the toilet. Let, let them vote and then we'll control it. We'll set up some kind of hidden racism. So in insurance, what they did, okay, yeah, we'll give you insurance, but then they started doing redlining. Well, we got to give them insurance, but we'll charge them more in the hood to have some insurance. And so that became an issue later on, which they still do that to a degree, okay? They just do it in a little bit more sophisticated form. But my whole point about integration was the worst thing that happened to black people was integration. What we really wanted was just a fair treatment. But I'm going to say this. We, if they haven't gave it to us when they freed us so-calledly through the Emancipation Proclamation, because after that was the worst form of hidden slavery through Pinnage, through Jim Crow laws, through the, uh, uh, the um, what's that, after segregation, after the uh, uh, oh, Civil War, they had these reconstructions. Right. That didn't end until so-called, until Lyndon Baines Johnson movement, so-called. Then they got mad over affirmative action. My point is this. They ain't never going to treat you right. They going to always create and push the bar further. And with them giving us Barack as president, that was the worst thing that happened to black people since we got free. Because we thought we made it. And we stopped striving. And since then, we had so many setbacks, and they've been killing us like hotcakes. And all they're going to say, well, you got a black president, while at the same time, they've been doing everything that was destroying and taking away every advantage that they had from welfare to food stamps to health care. Only thing, only people came up was the gays and the veterans. So it's right. the worst thing. It's a trick. And uh, that's my point on that. Yes, sir. I still ain't said a joke. Good grief. <laughs> yes, sir. Uh, let's see. We're going to have Brother Said Truth uh, up until about nine minutes because he's getting ready to. Brother, are you getting ready to go on stage or what? Hello? You talking about Said or me? Yeah, Brother Said. Yes, can you oh. hear me? Yeah, Brother Said, you on here now? Oh. Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm still on, brother. Yeah, I'm okay, uh, doing doing a doing a production, a wonderful production in uh, Houston, Texas, at the uh, Southwest Theater, uh, portraying uh, Satchel Paige, a profound and uh, prolific uh, pitcher, one of the best in the history of the game, uh, who was unable to, uh, as uh, Brother Muhammad mentioned, uh, was unable to uh, reach uh, the major leagues until he was uh, somewhere in his 40s. And uh, right. the difficulties that he faced, uh, courtesy of uh, the colorism and the uh, racism. And uh, you know, the the uh, the apartheid-like system that occurred in the USA, and, and in many instances, is still manifesting itself. Uh, so you know, being able to to overcome that, I think, and that's kind of you know the next preface I was going to to speak to, or the next uh, the component I was going to speak to is is that out of all the things that we mentioned, uh, we must mention how you know that uh, the seeds of distrust and envy and jealousy are you know yeah, yeah. not only predicating. Uh, the systemic and the and the uh, effects of which we're affecting 
and, uh, and uh, adversely uh, causing negative conditions in our community, but we're not addressing it in its root cause and its root systemic nature of, you know, we don't see each other as one. Uh, the mm. individualism and the personalization due to the lack of cu- culture and true development of rites of passages of character has led to our people viewing themselves as one I, me, myself, and I. And mm, it right. emanates in every aspect and every facet of our existence, which means that we can march until the cows come home. We can march mm-hmm. enough to do a marathon, but when that march is over, we will diffuse, disconnect, and not work together in unity and in collaboration because it ultimately, yeah. Okay. Okay. All righty. So, so yeah, I, I got to go, but uh, but definitely yes, we sir. have to work together and, and find a way to utilize you know our collective and our collaborative efforts to build, and that's going to take you know keeping our word, keeping our agreements, and keeping the focus not on the individual but on the collective. And as the African proverb says, you know one person can do one thing but many can do a whole lot. And that's why we just have to come together, build together, work together. Make sure you listen to the show tonight. We'll be talking about this thing. Uh, hate to do a shameless plug, but we have to show the love, express the love, and work together collaboratively. Uh, 90.1 KPFT or www.kpft.org. It's been said. Right. Thank you, my brother. Right. Love you, man. Thank you, bro. Man, appreciate you so much, man. God bless. God bless you too, bro. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Look like Brother Derek is just you and I to finish this hey, out. <laughs> hey, man, that brother, that brother hit a lot of good points. And, you know, the root word, they, you know, I'm an actor. And in the acting class that I've been taking, they said there's two emotions, love and power. And I thought on that, love and power. God is love, but he also is power. But when right. you have a love for a person, your love will supersede any disappointment that person comes because you will correct them, but you correct them out of love. But when you have a power over a person with no love attached to it, then that oppression can happen. Suppression can happen, which causes a depression to the person that you oppression. So right. the power aspect, we have to fall in love. What brother was just saying, love, we have to fall in love with each other, not because we black, not, but because we love each other. Because, you know, there's people that you may be in church with or in the mosque with that you particularly might not get along with, but you have a love for a common cause. And one thing about right. white folks, they will disagree all day long. But one thing they agree on is keeping that black person or any person of color down. So they can put aside they, they, their agendas and they will come together. And then once they keep that person down, subjected to their white supremacist mindset, then they'll go back on with their differences. You feel <laughs> That's me? That's right. Yes, sir. You know, uh, the Honorable Elijah Muhammad, Marcus Garvey, Dr. Claude Anderson, and, and the Honorable Marcus Garvey, and now Minister Farrakhan, have tried to stress the importance of economics to our people. And to some respects, to no avail. What mm. will it take to get our people to understand that our economics, which is the lifeblood of a healthy community, must be kept at the forefront front 
of our everyday life. You know, it's interesting you said that. I just got done listening to uh, Brother Ridgely from the Farm Report, and Brother Ridgely stated that one of the reasons why they set up the NAACP back in the time that they did was to give the Negro an opportunity to voice their concern and try to, you know, have a intellectual liberal movement. But one of the one of the caveats to it is they did not want to attach economics to it. So up until the seventies, every leader or president of NAACP was a Jewish person or a white person per se. And they kept everybody in check. You can try to have liberalism. You can voice your concern to be equal, but do not attach economics to it. They destroyed mm-hmm. Marcus Garvey because he had an economic program, and they trumped up charges on him and deported him. They sold him ships that didn't even have engines in it. And then they blamed it on him and said it was wire fraud. My point is, Elijah Muhammad's program cured, will, will cure every ailment, every ailment of black people's sojourn in America and throughout the world based on their enemy of white supremacy. It's not white people. It's the mindset of white people. It's the devilish, wicked mindset and the corruption that they're willing to go through collectively together to keep people of color down. Not only black people, Asian people. Only ones they can't deal with is the Chinese. Right. right. You know, they don't have a problem with that. My point is we have to get over our differences our religion aspects, our color aspects, light skin versus dark skin, short versus old, that whole Willie Lynch syndrome. And we got to understand that our common goal is to come together and unite on a common cause. And I was going to say this too, brother, in our lessons in the nation, they have, why will not, why the devil won't allow uh, us to come into his social equality? Right. And the answer is because, (laughs) because, once you find out how filthy he is in all of his affairs, right. the operative word, all of his affairs, you will run them from among you. So you will not get total equality with them because they don't want you to know how wicked they are in all of their affairs. So therefore, we have to stop thinking that if you vote for Hillary or Trump, we're going we gonna to win or we're going right. to have something. That ain't going to never happen. It ain't happened in the beginning, and the damn sure ain't going to happen right now. We have to come out of that, that mindset and think about how can we collectively spend money with each other? Because what you're talking about is economics. But the problem is we got to have – we people, it's the new currency. That, that's the thing right now. The dollar is weakening, but bartering is going to come back up. Uh, people who have the same mindset. So, okay, we might not get you – we might not get everybody to join in, but we got to get like-minded people to join in. And we got to be willing to share. We got to be willing to work together with character over principle. You know exactly. what I mean? Character over I know more than you. Knowing more than you and you're a rotten bastard don't mean nothing. You feel me? Right. But if you're up right. front guy, then that means something. If I can trust you with my dollar and know that you ain't going to spend it on the numbers or some women, on some woman, you know, we can do some business. So, right. And, and yeah, go, go ahead, bro. 
You know, you know say, politics without economics is like symbol without substance, man. So we have to, right. we have to we we have to have a national agenda. We have to have a national agenda, but it's not just only money. It has to be it has to be well organized. We have to take care of the necessities of life, which the twelve necessities is knowledge, wisdom, understanding, freedom, justice, equality, uh, food, shelter, and clothing, and uh, love, peace, and happiness. And those are the essential uh, the essential qualities of having a civilization and being a human being. And they deprive us of all twelve of those. We don't have all twelve. We might have two, might have three, but we ain't got all twelve. <laughs> well, you know what you. You hit it right on the nail, brother, because uh, in the opening of Message to the Black Man, he does lay out some conditions there. Because he, he did say food, I mean, uh, money, good job, good homes, friendship in all walks of life. Minister Robert Muhammad here at March 45 in Houston, um, he, he he pointed that out in a lecture pretty pretty good. As far as I'm concerned, because he because he took that particular uh, saying from the from the dedication page of Message to the Black Man, and 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 he said that that um that that is a that was based on showing what heaven would be like for us, heaven for a black man and woman, or people that live in a Western society. Is based on those uh, on those conditions: freedom, yes. just, uh, justice, equality, peace of mind, contentment. You know, friendship in all walks of life. That gives us heaven. But for people, but if it, if you was to say that to an Arab, it it'll mean something totally totally different to them. Because you know, man, to be living out in the desert, your main focus is to always move around what. Water. <laughs> yes. Which exactly. is very essential for them. Yes. So, so yeah, I'm, exactly. I'm glad you brought that up. Glad you brought that up, Black. Uh, we're going to take a, a, a two minute break, right quick. Okay. okay. And I'll be right back with you. I'm going to put on Dr. Claude Anderson for a little bit here. Okay. <laughs> President Carter in 1976. At that time, Washington, D.C. was 78% black. Now it's down about 42% black. Chocolate City is gone. Detroit, Michigan is going to be totally wiped out by immigrants going into the society. In 1970 up to now, we've had 45 million immigrants coming to the United States. They came in over you, and they're displacing you. And then the second term they use the side justification to wipe you out is a thing they call privatization. You go into Detroit, Michigan, and if they gentrify, they're going to take all the public resources and things that should be owned by the public, they're going to place them from privatization to the hands of the wealthy whites. Whites are going to buy your golf courses, your subway systems, your bridges, your tunnels. They're going to, buy, they're going to control your airports, your parks, your museums. Why? Again, because Anderson said, he who owns and controls the resources, got the power. 
If you only control nothing, you are totally, absolutely useless and expendable. And so, and what, and that's why we have nothing has changed for us because we don't understand the system of justification and privatization. The other thing they're using to wipe you out in the old cities is called metropolitan forms of government. We're not going to do regional forms of government, which means that the whites in the suburbs can come into those black cities and suffer some kind of consortium to control what goes on inside those cities so they can take the, extract the resources out of them. Another concept they use in those cities is called cool cities, which says cool cities mean bring in the gays and let them replace black folks. And so, and that, that's, the, that's the fourth scheme they use on it. And in Detroit, Michigan, use that as an example again. The governor there has always set up a, a movement, a system where he wants to go, into, go to the president of the United States, Obama, and ask him for a green card system where he can start importing Chinese from China to make, make Detroit, Michigan the biggest Chinatown in the United States. Even though All right, we're back. Brother Derek, you just heard what Brother Anderson just said. Okay, say that again for me. I think, did you hear what Brother Anderson just said concerning about about Detroit, about how they are, they are taking out the um, the the way they are promoting gays Ooh. nowadays, and and, and 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 how they huh? Yeah, bro. You know, you know. Let me say this: everything based on where we are right now is uh, a social engineering experimentation process, plan, program that's been in the full effect for a long time, and they get more and more sophisticated from every aspect of discipline, from educational to social to banking to economics, everything. So with the homosexuality, they started back in the 70s with, you know, a little hint of it. There was a movie called uh, Cat on the, what is it? Not Cat on, Cat on the Hot Tin Roof, Paul yeah. Newman. Paul I Newman and Natalie Wood. And it was a hint to him in, in the movie because he was depressed because his best friend died. But in the book, it was written by Tennessee Williams, who was a homosexual. He was a lover his best friend was his lover, but he had a wife who was his beard or whatever. But anyway, with that, right now, fast forward it, you got Empire. And on Empire, they show more homosexual male-on-male kissing than they do back in the day with a male, sex with a male and a woman. Right now, the biggest show on Netflix is Orange is the New Black. I happen to watch it. The season, Orange is the New Black is like lesbian porn mm-hmm. with social commentary, reality about, uh, you know, politics and what lifestyles is going on, how the people got in prison. But the, the root thing is lesbian porn. Right. And what they're doing, they promote that now, especially in the educational system with the uh, elementary schools. I came in elementary school. Well, I didn't learn about sex education until like the seventh, eighth grade in our, our health class. Well, now they got it in kindergarten. They promote homosexuality in kindergarten. They promoting oral sex in kindergarten. They turning everybody into 100% freaks. Yep. I just heard this thing where they said porn was introduced by some Jewish guy. And they said porn 
on the brain is worse than crack cocaine because it taps into the nature of a man or woman because that's our nature to have to reproduce. So they took something beautiful and perverted it. So the whole thing is social engineering, brother. And with this homosexuality, they're doing it to call the population. Because if they can't kill you, then they want to turn your nature out where you don't want to have a woman. A man won't have a woman. He'll have another man. A woman won't have a man. She'll have another woman. So it used to be, okay, let's turn all the guys into homosexual. Now they, okay, let's turn these women into lesbians and make them hate men. Because even on that show, Orange is the New Black, Every male figure on that show, white, black, or whatever, is a, a is a pervert, creep, rapist, uh, sexist pig. So right. what that tells women who are immature watching this thing, all oh, men ain't no damn good, especially if she look around in her house or in her immediate circle and men are touching on her, her daddy ain't in her life, or she got a weak-ass male figure. So... They are working this thing to the bone. And now, being a comedian, you used to be able to talk about anything. You say something crazy now about homosexuals, <laughs> you'll be, be white-balled out that sucker, man. You feel me? So, so you got – you. I mean, it's so right now, so so crazy right now with this social engineering. You got to take we, – we need a spiritual quarantine, brother. And that's why separation is is going to have to be – talked about and it's going to have to be done because we got to separate ourselves. This whole thing is a Sodom and Gomorrah, Babylon, Rome, ancient oh, Egypt yeah. on 20. <laughs> All of the above. <laughs> All the above, brother. Yes, All sir. the above. I, I mean, every facet of evil, I, I, I remember telling a person that once that every facet of evil that you can imagine, it takes place here. You. You live in, you and I, we live in the devil's den. You know, nobody right. has to come and tell us about the evil that goes on here. Hey, we, we live right in it. Exactly, brother. Exactly. I mean, that's the reason why, you know, they trying to write Most Honorable Elijah Muhammad out the history books, you know, and keep Farrakhan away from the media or the mainstream, you know, right. because they know his program, a attacks and challenges white supremacy. It's not even about white people are bad. It's about the mindset of how they think. And it gives you an opportunity to look outward of their opinion or their power base. But I'm telling you right now, there's a movement. There's a movement yep. going on. They can't, even white people are dissatisfied with white people way. Oh, they tired. You know? and, and, <laughs> yeah. and, and, they're, and they're right now challenging the status quo. I've watched I went to see Jason Bourne last night and the Bourne supremacy is based on corruption of the government, how they use these soldiers and turn them into maturing candidates to do their bidding and killing for whatever purpose and cause. But the root right. the, the, the the main thing about this was how they manipulate people to get them to kill in the name of profit. In the name of um, their interests, their special interests. But right now, you know, they, they had a they had a, a a scenario in the movie about Facebook. They didn't call it Facebook, but it was the biggest social media thing. And they had this Indian guy, and I'm not going to spoil it for you. 
but he was recruited by the CIA to keep spy tabs on the American people. So they talked about Eric Snowden. And I don't know if you've seen that documentary called Citizen Four. It actually won an Academy Award about Eric Snowden. They actually recorded everything from when he got the secret, Eric Snowden, and started um, and started sharing them with the American people. But the documentary shows him, you know, in the hotel rooms and how he was talking to the people at WikiLeaks yeah. and all this per se. My point is. They used to be able to hide it. They can't hide it no more. What they oh, might no. have to do right now is what Brzezinski said. It used to be easy to uh, uh, control the masses of a million people. Now we have to kill them. Right. So the calling and the social engineering is going place in the food, in education, in finance, they starting with this. Uh, they want to start a race war so they can institute martial law and bring back the Hunger Games or start the Hunger Games, you know, or the purge. But I tell you, man, if it wasn't no God, we'd be in trouble. But since there is, they're in trouble. And they plan, oh, yeah. and Allah plan, and he's the best of planners. And he is the best of planners. And uh, you can tell that, that, that their plans are backfiring because the more and more they continue on these police police uh, invasion of privacy. That's mm-hmm. that's on the list. Mm-hmm. Um, this this brutality mm-hmm. is all it's doing is 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 bringing more and more further awareness to the mm-hmm. people, and they're getting up more and more upset. Mm-hmm. And I and exactly. I like you like you said, brother. Um, even whites. Have <laughs> got to the point to where they tired of themselves, cause I, cause I work at a at a school at a high school and and uh, this this white lady she told me she said she said Derek if anybody ever say anything to you that and she she's a white woman and and, and she was talking about her people in general mm-hmm. she said you let me know cause I'm because because our people we 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 lie. We cheat, we sneak. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, she ran the whole gambit, brother. And she yes. said she she would eat them alive if they try to come towards me with anything. <laughs> That's a good ally to have, brother. And and, and, and to piggyback on that, uh, you know, people think the blacks is going to rise up and start this race war. But the, last, the Honorable Elijah Muhammad said white people. These survivalists got these bunkers and these, these ammunition, they loading up because right. they know their own government has been hijacked. You know, it's been hijacked since 1913, but it's got even worse once they brought the towers down to take away the constitutional rights of the people. So that right now, in my opinion, when you, anytime they have a shooting, a mass shooting going on, and they already have a patsy on who they're going to blame it on, right. like with this San Bernardino shooting. They said it was three white men that went up in that mental, uh, mentally uh, retardation center right. and shot those people. But then oh, all of a sudden it. they got two Mexicans in the SUV, and they yep. shot them up and killed them, or two Arab people. Last yep. night in the movie, they was planning, on Jason Bourne movie, they was planning an assassination. And they had the weapon, 
and they had a glove that the guy had, and in the glove was a handprint and fingerprint of the Iraqi person that they was going to blame it on. <laughs> on his glove. So when he, so if he yep. was successful, he would have killed the person, left the glove on the fingerprint of the gun, you know, and uh, blamed it on the person and went on about their business. So they be telling on themselves, man, you know. And you cannot fathom the depths of how far they're willing to go. These people have, and I'm not talking about all white people. I can't say right. that. But I'm talking right. about the ones that's in power, brother, that, exactly. that that started the slave trade and passed down that philosophy to keep the Negroes and anybody else in check. This whole thing since they came out of Europe in, in 1492 was to dominate. And when their time is up, they got to fight against a power that they can't see. So that means they got to try to kill everybody. You know, right. and these little regular white people you work with, they don't know no better. They're just being used as a tool and a slave themselves. You know, and it's all that's about right. have and have nots. And that's why, you know, the people that are dissatisfied with the preachers right now because they sold out. People dissatisfied with Al Sharpton and Jesse Jackson. And they have to shut Farrakhan down because he's the only one that poses a threat to white supremacy mm-hmm. and has a program for everybody. And, and now, they're going to have to deal with him in the, in the Elijah Muhammad's program, period. Now, the thing like with uh, Al Sharpton, now I can say that that the brother actually, he does have a big voice out there because because he has a national show, and those of us like you, myself, we we he never shuts us off whenever we come on there. Now at least you're saying something where you're getting too too nervous, then you get a little hot, then he got to step in. But he does have a national voice, and he does have, have a place. It's kind of like what Mr. Farrakhan said years ago about, you know, thank God that the brother is there because he has he he may not represent you, but he does have a seat at the table. Yeah, you know, you're right. He, he's in the White House. He he's in those meetings with the president when he having with with the uh, with the uh, uh, police chief and stuff. And one thing about Reverend Al, you can rest assured, he don't be bullied by them. Right now, I got to well, give me his props yeah. on that. Yeah, my point is like saying what I said was not that he was a not a good oh, person, but. But but as far as the youth go and these right. uh, these kids, they ain't wanting to hear that, man. They, they ain't trying to hear no church. This Joshua right. generation is fearless, man. And the only thing they're missing out on is wisdom. And they don't want to link that generation with their fearlessness with the wisdom of the Honorable Elijah Muhammad and Honorable Mr. Louis Farrakhan. Right. Once you get that linked in, then you got a ferocious lion that just woke up. That's what was walking uh, back in the fo- back and forth in a cage for four centuries, man, trying right. to find his way out, huh? But once he get his way out using modern technology, he can travel three thousand by two thousand miles. That's right. At, at a at a faster rate, waking enough people. We just got to find the combination on each of those persons locked to unlock their mind and open them up to their self and the truth that lies dormant in them. And uh, right. praise be to Allah, we'll see that happening soon. That's why, like, people were saying this Black Lives Matter, they're being supported by Soros. And that's true. However, they <laughs> at, they are being also used 
by a higher power because they are on a national terrorism list. What did they do? They ain't lynch nobody. That's true. They having peaceful protests, but they cause an economic strife to businesses, to transportation. I mean, you know, they shut down a freeway. The truckers can't get to their uh, destination in time. That causes a, a setback. Man, I, I ain't seen nothing like that, man. It's colder than a sit-in, if you ask wow. me. Wow. Oh, it is colder than a sit-in. Hey, I, I, anybody that want to speak, uh, call in. The number is 724-444-7444, and you can enter your PIN, which is 141902, to ask a question to our guest or myself. Brother, uh, since, since we, so, man, you know how it is, man, with truth, boy, <laughs> man, we can get in all kinds of conversations with truth. We wow. started off talking about today the spirit of niggerliness and how it has caused a detriment in 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 terms of us, especially when on, on, if we're looking in terms of of economics, how it has literally just stopped our progression. Yes, sir. Because because brother, I I mean in our last few minutes here, you know I I want to go back to something dealing with that because I I, I remember uh, in my experience as an FOI, I remember sitting the final call newspapers at the Savior's Day convention. And I will never forget the look on this brother's face because, you know, like doing for for the most part, the final call at that time was being sold for a dollar. And yes. so that's what the people expect, a dollar. But when you're right. doing the convention, it goes up two dollars. Yes, so so I so I so the brother summons me over and asks me, uh uh, you know, I, I wanna go ahead and purchase the paper. And then I tell him, Okay, two dollars <laughs> Did <laughs> you just see the look on his face? <laughs> it, it, you, you know that look that you get like when you hear what the price is. You thought you was expecting one price, but then when you go and then yeah. and then and then they tell you the actual price, price for, and then you be looking like, damn. <laughs> right, right. It, it it don't come out, but you can see the expression. <laughs> right, it's that double oh. take that Spanky used to give on the little rascals. Exactly. <laughs> right, right, <laughs> and, and, and the deal is, is is that our people, man, for some reason, even if the price was not high, they expect for us to lower our prices for them with yes, everything. Sir. Yes, sir. You know, I'm gonna say this: our people have been so destroyed for the lack of knowledge, man. And we have a our, – our value system is off where we put more value on a pair of Jordan than we would sending our kids to a private school. Women would buy handbags that cost more than they, they got in the bank. Right. You got a $5,000 handbag and you ain't got $10,000 in the bank? Kind of hell. That don't make no sense. But the value system – and this is what I said that – these wise people study us. They know our nature. We come from Africa. We're used to having fine things, gold and the best. But they know that we can't afford that, so they ride on that gluttony. And in that whole period about saving, they don't teach us saving. They don't even teach us how to find the right mate. Three things they didn't right. teach us, science of business, science of warfare, and the science of mating. 
so they they just tap into our ignorance, and then that transposes down to us. So niggardliness, we'll buy some Jordans, but we won't support uh, a local farmer. Right. We, we, we'll buy a handbag, but I can't give you two dollars for some right. truth because the value system is off. I don't see yeah. what's in that paper, even though that paper is the finest paper ever in the bounds of North America because it has freedom, justice, and equality attached to it and news that you're not going to get through the controlled media outlets. But our right. value system is all, brother. You know what I'm saying? And then yeah, there are people who get money and know how to use money. They just become like a, a shrewd uh, person of, uh, 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 and, and they want to uh, exploit our, our people as well, you know? Right. So right. I've heard people say, man, I'd just rather get it from the white man. So they say the white man ice is colder because we've been tricked out thinking if it's white, it's right. Yeah. You know? Even yeah. even with the Arabs in our own community in the corner stores, they serve that bad meat, you know? But they won't come down, they won't buy no meat from a brother who had a store because we yes, thought that. that, you know, anything outside of us is better. So we have to have that. We have to have our, our head transplant, man. You know, we got to get yeah. a, a checkup from the neck up. But God is forcing us. I'm telling you right now, he's forcing us to unite, and we're going to do it because we ain't going to have nowhere else to go but each other. That's right. He's shutting down every door. Uh, let's see. Y'all, it's, we have about, oh, boy, man, I didn't realize. I'm like Dr. Ava now. I didn't realize we got down to this time. This time now it's two fifty six. Well, two fifty six in Houston, probably around about twelve fifty six in your area. Yes, um, let's see, brother. Um, I'm we gonna I'm gonna try to grab throw these throw this in here. Okay, I started the Collective E Group as a way to bring those who believe in collective economics together. However, I'm finding that more social grandstanding and the hitting of the share and the like buttons without giving $1 or more to a cause, although, I mean, although hitting the share button or the like button is important, but if if that is what you are able to do at the time, but however, there are those of you who hit that button to pass the buck to someone else. It is of great importance that if you uh, are able to give a dollar, spare it, share it, there's there's no such thing as too little of an amount in a pool of 2,000 to 10,000 people. Why do you think, brother, it is so hard for us to understand collective economics? Now, now if if, if, if I have a group, of uh, 2,000 people, okay, then, and then you have about 20 different people sitting there that, that posted that they need help to try to start a business or, or to open a program, start a program or something. Don't it make sense to take $20 and put a dollar on each one instead yes, of coming out your pocket, putting up, 20 and 30 and 40, you don't have to do that in a collective pool. Right. You 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 can go and help 20 people in that one 20, with that $120 bill as opposed to taking that $120 bill and putting it all on one person. 
But if 2,000 people do it, that's $2,000. Yes, sir. That's enough for people to get started in whatever it is that we want to get started on. Go ahead, brother. I'll let I, you have the last word. you got about uh, two and a half minutes. The, the bottom line what you said is true. The thing is, our people got to stop being so, if I didn't come up with it, I'm not going to support it. We got right. we got to study how white people and Jewish people operate, how the Koreans operate. They pool their resources, and if you pool your resources, you don't have to come out a whole lot of money. But you have to have people that you're wanting to be in business with. You, I just can't be in business with everybody because some of our personalities ain't gonna match. So therefore, right. it has to be a courtship that goes on, and we have to come together on a collective agreement that this is how we're gonna do this thing, and 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 just. Study it backwards, man. Reverse engineering. See how a business ended up successful and study from where they are now, how they begin, and work that thing backwards. But what you're saying is true. Well, you have to work with like-minded people, man, and it starts with one, then two, and build it on like a cell regeneration. Before you know it, right. you've got a whole organ, and then and we can go from there and create a body. And that's it, brother. Man, yes, this is an sir. awesome show, man. Thank you for having me on. I'm honored and it's my pleasure, man. Oh, I love exactly what you the way you closed it, man. <laughs> exactly where 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 I was really want to drive this thing at at Philly, man. I mean, man, we can we can do this, everybody. It's like the brother say, you got to have like minded people. Look, I, I I'm a very charitable person. I I always have been, but I don't mind taking. A dollar bill, you're not gonna lose a dollar bill, man. Right. <laughs> you know, take that dollar bill, give it to someone who's actually trying to build something in the community, and we all can be free. Yes, Thank sir. Thank you, brother. And and I and you and I will be talking soon. I know you you, you can be able to replay back this this broadcast. So. Brother, I thank you for coming on, Brother Derek. And like I say, we thank got you. to get together, and hopefully I'll make my way out there to California one day, and we definitely can go out and hang out somewhere. Yes, sir. And when I come to Texas, I'm going to look you yeah. up too, brother. Yeah, definitely let me know. All right, brother. Assalamu alaikum. All right. Well, alaikum
It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino at chumbacasino.com. Choose from hundreds of social casino-style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.